You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. What's up, y'all? How's Impact doing tonight? Good? All right. Well, my name's Chris. Hey, listen, if it's your first time to Impact, hope you have a wonderful time tonight. Be sure you stick around after the message. Right up front here, we're going to have our VIP experience for you guys, and we'll answer any questions you might have, and also talk to you about your small group. Small groups, we got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys. We got Fallout coming next weekend. Get us out about Fallout. Yeah, we can't wait. We're, my wife is going to talk to you all about that and the wrap-up here in a little bit. Be sure you talk to your leaders, though, and figure out where you guys are going. Where are the middle schoolers at tonight, though? Oh, wow. Okay, middle schoolers. We're really excited about doing an event just for you guys in November. All right, this is Sunday, November the 11th. We are going to Skate World. From 4 to 6 o'clock, we're going to have food for y'all. Uh, everything's going to be completely free. And it's actually going to be decade-themed. What that means is you can dress up like somebody from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. Bro, dude, right? You have fun with that. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have contests for all that and costumes fun. So be sure to mark your calendar, middle schoolers, because this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. All right, Jay's excited. Hey, guys, but tonight we are in the first week of a two-week series known as Sorry Not Sorry. And we thought, what better way to transition from a friendship in a group series than to talk about the crazy thing that can happen in relationships. You know, in friendships, you guys are all probably, you have that friend or that family member or that person in your group where you guys aren't really eye-to-eye right now. And you might be like, yeah, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings, but you're not sorry. I know I do that all the time, so if I'm the only person, that's, that's bad, right? But, guys, we've all been there before, and we hold grudges with people. Oh, grudges are sticky, nasty, disgusting things, right? And to forgive somebody, man, that's tough. That's like pulling a tooth out of, like, a rhino or something, right? Like, that's not an easy thing to do at all. And we're going to talk about that tonight. But first, I want to show you all some, uh, some memes that I got from social media talking about Grudges. You guys ready for this? I know y'all love my memes, right? This is like my dad memes, but but check some of these out real quick. We have the first one. You got a minion. I don't hold grudges. I just remember things for a very long time. Yeah, me. There you go. All right. Grace knows that is her. Absolutely. Okay. Maybe you're not a minion. Maybe you're this way. A guy says, what's wrong? She says, nothing. He says, it's obviously something, and she starts writing through her list of thing after thing after thing after thing. I showed that to Whitney, and she thought that was hilarious. It's like, what are you trying to say, babe? Okay, but let's go to the next one. Oh, it's a puppy. Well, it's been a couple, of, when it's been a couple of years, but you still mad as a puppy and as an adult doggy there right and then the last one here I like this quote I think this is brilliant holding a grudge is letting someone live rent free in your head yes Uh, one of our small group leaders Tyler says this all the time he always tries to get in my head he's like I'm in your head I'm like no you're not too guys grudges we all face them we all experience them and if we're honest it's really really hard to get out of a grudge Best way to do it is just to forgive somebody, but does anybody in here like to forgive people? No. And y'all, we're supposed to be Christians. What is wrong with y'all? Some of us do. That's great. Guys, I'll be honest. It's so challenging, even as Christians, even as followers of Jesus, to forgive somebody. It is. 
You know, and if anybody should, it should be us because we are so forgiven. But hey, if you're not sure about this whole Jesus and this whole God thing, we're so glad you're here tonight. We hope you have a wonderful time. And what we're going to talk about in grudges, it relates with you as well because I guarantee you're probably facing a grudge. And I don't think you want to be stuck in that grudge for the rest of your life. But guys, as, as we kind of get going here with grudges, uh, if, you would, if you would all bear with me here, I think you have two options when you get into a grudge in a fallen relationship. You can either decide to forgive the person or you can hold the grudge. Now, some scenarios for y'all, because I feel like y'all might be in this. It could be with some of your friends. Maybe one of your friends said something about what you were wearing, and now she told everybody else about it. And it's like, oh, she's wearing, that's actually my, that's my clothes. She's borrowing them. Yeah, I wore those first. All right. Or maybe your friend said something about you behind your back and started making fun of you to other people and spreading rumors and gossip and lies and a lot of those sticky things. Uh, girls or guys, maybe that person that you used to really, 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 really have a crush on, like you really liked them a lot, and all your friends know, and they were very, very aware that you liked them that much, and guess what one of your good friends is now going to do? Yeah. Well, she's going to tell him, but also she's going to decide to go to prom with him. Oh. Yeah. Guys, or, you know, if you have an ex, if anybody's had a relationship that just decided for some reason to go wrong, and maybe you can't really let go of that person, and now one of your good friends decides to date that person, like, that's not, that's never good. That's, that's certainly a, a grudge-worthy, I guess. And I don't know if you'd forgive him or maybe you wouldn't forgive him. But maybe it's even deeper than that. Maybe you have like a grudge like with your family, with, um, with your parents. Maybe your parents like never, ever, ever let you do anything and you feel like you're grounded for no reason. And it's so hard for you to let your parents be forgiven for something that they did and they grounded you like six months ago. Like y'all got to let that go, okay? Parents, it, parenting is tough enough. You got to let them go for that, all right? Uh, brothers or sisters, y'all got brothers or sisters? Yes, some of us, a lot of us. You guys ever get upset when your older brother wears your clothes or your younger sister wears your clothes? Yes? Yeah, I'll be honest with y'all for a second. Like me and my older and younger brother, younger brother's worse, but this, this is kind of nasty, but I'm going to tell you guys this anyway. Um, for some reason at Thanksgiving, Whitney told me, she's like, I don't know if you should tell them this, but I'm like, okay, I'll tell them. For some reason at Thanksgiving and Christmas, like every year, um, I don't know why this would happen, but like my little brother would always take my boxers. And I'm like, dude, I'm home from college. I have, like, nice boxers I actually wash and take care of, you know, and I throw away ones with holes in them. And you decide to take my good boxers. Like, all of a sudden, they're not in my room anymore. And he's like, oh, that's kind of funny. I come back at Christmas, and he's wearing them. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. Don't do that. That's, like, that's not cool. And that's also kind of nasty hygiene-wise. You know, guys don't do that kind of stuff. Hey, girls, maybe your, uh, your sister or maybe even your mom, like, wore some of your clothes out to eat like at a Mexican restaurant and there was that favorite sweater and she got that salsa on it that was super hot salsa and guess what <laughs> yeah salsa everybody likes to say salsa everybody say salsa salsa almost like soft serve that's right guys but they spilled that salsa all over your brand new jacket sweater whatever it is and like now it's ruined so your mom's like oh I couldn't get this stain out and you're probably like mom why did you even decide to wear that in the first place because it's not yours right guys grudges are a very very tough and challenging thing maybe it's not just with your family or with your friends maybe it could be like with your boss 
high schoolers, if you guys work, and maybe your boss is extremely disrespectful to you and just wants you just to, like, wipe down the tables and just do your job and not say anything at all, like, you feel like you never, ever get appreciated, right? Leaders, I know y'all probably feel that way. I feel that way sometimes, right, just in life. When you're dealing with people, like, in the business world, it's easy to feel disrespected, and you want to hold a grudge on them. Maybe it's not them. You know, maybe it's, like, a teacher. I know some of y'all have favorite teachers. Yes. And it, yeah, woo! And then you probably have least favorite teachers. Oh, come on, man. Give the teachers some love, right? We got a lot of teachers in this room, okay? But your least favorite teacher, they probably said something to you in front of the whole class that you were like, oh, no, they did not. Oh, no, they hadn't just done that up in here, right? They say something that's embarrassing or puts you out on the spot, and you really don't like that. Or they might insult your intelligence a little bit and not think that you're as smart as the other kids. I don't know what it is. Like, one of my teachers was so shocked when I was in middle school that I answered a question correctly that I thought she was going to fall over. I'm like, do you just think, like, I just don't know anything? Like, So I, I got to let that grudge go personally still, I think, here. But, guys, it could be your teachers. Hey, if we're even real and honest, leaders, students, tech team, band, myself, I think sometimes we hold a grudge with God. I really do. Like, I think when we look at God, we might feel like, man, our life should be a different way. I come to Impact every Wednesday. I serve. I serve in Kids Summit. I serve in the band. I serve, in the t- I serve with VIP. Man, I'm just a nice person. Like, I hold the door for little old ladies when they're coming into Cracker Barrel. That's really nice. I do everything I'm supposed to do. God, I pray to you. I get in your devotions. I, like, I try and do everything I possibly can to be synced up and connected with you, and I feel like things just aren't as good for me as they are for them. And it's easy to hold a grudge, even with God. So tonight, I want to talk with you all about the problem and the danger of holding a grudge and how hard it is to get unstuck when you hold a grudge. And also, you just miss out on the great things around you. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Uh, I was in college, and I had all my boys up in New England, and they came down in the summer to go to Myrtle Beach. We got any, like, Myrtle fans in here? Yeah, like Dirty Myrtle, yeah, woo, right? Get on the strip, and you start just driving, and, like, you rev your diesel there, like, right? Like, you love that. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. I've seen y'all's trucks in the parking lot. Don't act like you aren't, like, all, all of a sudden, like, real, like, mature when you go to Myrtle Beach, okay? Guys, Myrtle Beach is fun, and everybody up in New England was like, yeah, you, you go to Myrtle Beach? I'm like, yeah, man, we go down there. He's like, oh, we have to come, and they couldn't believe it. They were blown away by the beach. I was like, really? But it was great. We had a wonderful time. Three of my boys from up at school came down with me, and then two of my guys from here that I grew up with decided to come to the beach with us. And here's where the situation gets funny. They all came into town on a Saturday, okay? And we're going to go down there for the week. And they literally flew down, so that's a long trip for them. It's expensive to do a plane ticket. We're going to leave Sunday. Uh, I'd like to say we were leaving after church. I don't know. I'm just going to be honest, and just so you guys believe the best, I was leaving after church, Okay. And we pack up the car, we're getting ready to go, and one of my boys wasn't there. He, he lived there in town, and he's like, hey, man, I can't come yet. And I'm like, okay, is everything all right? He said, yeah, I hurt my foot. And I was like, what do you mean you hurt your foot? He's like, yeah, I got to go see the doctor. I got to get cast. I might have surgery, but it's going to happen all night. Uh, but tomorrow afternoon, like around 4 or 5, I'll be able to leave. And I said, uh, all right, man, I'm sorry to hear about your foot. Um, you guys are going to wait for me, right? I was like, how, how bad is this foot? And as I'm wearing a, a boot, too, which is funny. But how bad is your foot injury? He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to be, like, in a wheelchair or, like, a full cast or something. 
And I think to myself, I'm like, okay. I, somebody even said, oh, y'all are making me feel bad. It's like, well, I love my friend. I mean, we grew up together. He's come to the beach so many times. All my friends from New England, like, they've never been to the beach. And we did everything we possibly could in High Point for a day. There's not a lot to do. You go see the, the dresser and the big socks and a couple food places, right? But there's not much to do. They're ready to go. So I tell my boy on the phone, I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but if you're going to be in a wheelchair and you got a full cast, like, I don't think the beach is a good place for you, dude. Like, you can't. I'm not a doctor, but you probably can't get sand in your cast. Like, I don't think that would be a good look. And you definitely can't go swimming or swimming with some dolphins. Like, that's not going to work out. How do you guys think he took it? Yeah, not good. Very bad. And he said, what? hold on, you're not going to wait for me? I said, man, I've got these three guys and then our other guy. Like, they're ready to go, and there's nothing we can do all day long unless we want to hang out at church all day on Sunday and nobody really does that right so I was like there's nothing we can do all day Sunday and then all day Monday till Monday night long story short we left for the beach am I a bad friend so yes okay I'll take that so if it makes you feel better I sent him like a really nice text message like dude I love you man I'm sorry about this like we'll come to the beach another time when you can walk and swim and I thought that was the end of the story um but lo and behold Monday night guess who came rolling down to the beach and I didn't mean it like that. I, I, oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. I did not mean it like that. He came rolling in his car. He came Fred Flintstone down with his foot in a cast. And I was like, dude, he literally drove all the way down to the beach. And it wasn't even his car. It was somebody else's car. I don't know how he got a car. And he showed up. And he was there with us the whole week at the beach. And guess what? We had a blast. It was fun. He couldn't swim. He didn't really go on the beach because the sand, we tried that once. And you can't do a wheelchair through sand, y'all. Don't try it. Please don't try it, okay? But let me tell you something. He was so upset with me, not just Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He was mad at me the whole week. I was like, dude, you're really mad at me? And he kind of gave me like the whole silent treatment. Like, nah, man, we're good. Hey, what's going on? And he didn't talk to me the whole week long. And you know the problem was? He held a grudge with me for a week, and I've held a lot of grudges. I have. I know we all have, so I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means. But the problem with his grudge is after the trip, he felt like it was a terrible week. He said, dude, like, I know you guys had fun, but I'll be honest with you, Chris, I didn't really have that fun because I was kind of ticked at you. I was like, well, dude, why didn't you just talk to me on Monday night when you got there? Because I was mad. I didn't want to talk to you. Hey, how many times have we done that before? When we get mad at our parents, or we get mad at one of our friends, or I get mad at Whitney for something, instead of being a man and having a conversation with her about it, I'll be like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to let this just simmer. I'm going to let this just sit for a little bit, and it just gets worse. And the grudge will just build and just grow. And guys, my boy ruined, he, his whole week was ruined, gone, boring, lame, because he was mad at me and holding on to this grudge and these feelings the whole week. And I think the cast might have had something to do with it, too, if we're completely honest, right? But... I want to encourage y'all and talk with y'all tonight about this because I bet for a lot of us, we walked in these doors with some form of a grudge, with somebody, group member, family member, friend, ex, coach, teacher, I don't know who it is. You have a grudge with somebody and right now that grudge is robbing you of joy in this moment. You're mad at them. You're upset. You definitely don't talk to them. And guys, you can ruin friendships and relationships. And you can ruin your middle school years or your high school years. Because grudges will last until you address it. So I'm going to talk to you all tonight about this guy by the name of Paul. Everybody say Paul. 
Paul, yes. Guys, if you know anything about Paul, Paul was one of the early leaders in the church. First he went by the name of Saul, then he converted and became Paul. And guys, Paul was somebody, yeah, who had, um, he had a reason to hold a grudge. Like if you guys are on Instagram, I don't know how many followers you have to have to get a blue check mark. Anybody know? Million? 100,000. Wonderful. There you go. Thank you. 100,000, 10,000, whatever it is. Guys, Paul would have been the guy who was like the Christian with the blue check mark. Everybody knew him as a famous, popular Christian. But this was not like, oh, you're popular, let me get you like a Boo Graham or Valentine because I like you so much. You were popular because, hey, this guy followed Jesus, and you weren't really supposed to follow Jesus back then. People didn't really like that. So he was beat up, thrown in prison. He was stoned, where they took big stones and dropped them on him. He was flogged, which means he was basically whipped with a long, long leather whip with rocks and glass and things. He was beat down because of his belief and his relationship with Jesus. Now... You guys think Paul was a little bit salty? Yeah, I would think so too. I would think he'd have every reason to be just as salty, you know, as the Dead Sea. I really, really do. But, and that was pretty bad too. I'm, it's just not working. But guys, I want to jump to Paul's letter that he writes to the first church, uh, to one of the first churches known as Thessalonica. Okay, so let's jump to Thessalonians real quick. And we're jumping. All right, here we go. 1 Thessalonians 5.15, these are early Christians, just like you guys. And they're sitting here, and they're trying to figure out how to remain encouraged when stuff happens to them. That's probably not the best thing. And check out what Paul says here. Paul says, hey, Christians, hey, brothers, sisters, friends, family members, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. So in other words, if somebody talks bad about you or posts something on social media about you or has a problem with you, or tries to go after one of your friends, or, you know, your ex, whatever it is. Paul's saying, it's not best to go wrong for wrong. No, that's, even though that's what we would want to do, Paul says we're supposed to do it this way. Let's go to the next one. Always strive to do what's good for each other and for everyone else. What's good? What's right? What's fair? Because Paul wasn't somebody who just never had a problem. I mean, if anybody... Y'all listen, middle schools, high schools, if anybody had a right to be upset at the world, at people, at God, it would be Paul. I mean, because he was beaten to the point of death several times. So it wasn't just some average Joe talking to the crowd. It was somebody who had every right to be salté. And Paul said, don't do it. We do not need to do it. And it wasn't really even just Paul Guys, he wanted the whole church, he wanted Christians, he wanted us 2,000 years later to have a similar mindset. So take a second, think for one second right now, think about the grudge that you have with that person. And instead of going and slapping them when you see them, because that never works out well for anybody. Instead of doing that, what would happen? Just what would happen if he said, I'm going to try and do what's good for Carol, or Joey, or Zach, or Matt, or whoever it is, and for everybody else. Just think about what happened. It'd be kind of crazy. Hey, and that grudge that would hold on to you so tightly, slowly, it started to loosen up. What I want y'all to walk out here knowing tonight, more than anything else, is that grudge that you're holding on to like it's your precious from Lord of the Rings, that you can't let go and you love for some reason just having a bone and a problem with this person. The more you hold on to this grudge, the more it's going to hold on to you. It's true. The more you hold on to the grudge, the more it will hold on to you. 
And it's not going to be a pretty situation in the end. Hey, and it wasn't just, just Paul who, uh, who talked about these things. You know, Jesus talked a lot about them. And God demonstrated that forgiveness for us as well. And that's what we're able to experience and live in, which is cool. Paul wrote another letter talking about something that, that uh, Jesus taught and Jesus preached and really just how Jesus lived his life. So we're going to jump to the book of Ephesians real quick for the other verse. And this is the church in Ephesus. Again, more Christians Paul's talking to, trying to let them know grudges are no good. Hey, I actually, before we get into this, you know what a grudge reminds me of? Anybody seen the movie Moana? Yes, right? Can anybody sing the song? No one knows where it goes. Come on, y'all supposed to sing with me. Hey, in Moana, what happens when Maui steals the heart of the ocean? The uh, the Tafiti, yeah, the lava monster, right? Hey, guys, high schoolers, don't act like you don't like Disney. Goodness gracious. If we had Disney trips, y'all would be crying to go. I know you would. Hey, but when Maui steals the heart of the ocean, what starts to spread everywhere? Darkness, disease, right? Hey, that grudge that you're holding on so tight, I promise you, it won't just affect that relationship. Look at your other relationships around that. It'll start to spread into it. It'll start to affect it. It'll start to affect the way you see other people just because that person is talking to one of your friends. You might not like that friend as much anymore because you have a grudge with them. It spreads, man. Or Harry Potter fans, be like if the mentor just walked in the room. Sucks the life and the happiness out of everything. That is what a grudge does. If you don't believe me, think about the person, again, you have a grudge with. Could be in your family. Could be in your classroom. When you get into school next week, because a lot of y'all are on fall break, whenever you get home and that person's around, how do you feel? Yeah, boo. Terrible. Right? It's like all of a sudden doesn't freeze and, like, glass starts cracking and stuff like in the movies. But you get so down. Y'all, grudges are just not worth it at all. Paul tells this to the church in Ephesus. That was a side note. I had to share with y'all. And let's go uh, back to verse 31, please, Miles, the first one. Thank you, sir. Paul says this, hey, again, when it comes to bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior, we got to get rid of it. We can't have it because it eats you up. It spreads like darkness. It's like a dementor in a room. And, y'all, that grudge that the person you have with right there, they're probably not even that bad of a person, to be honest with you. But this is, this is how Paul kind of seals this. And I love this because this is the example Paul gives. Check it out. Next one. Instead, Paul says this. Paul says, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Y'all, as Christians, we should be the most forgiving people. We really should. And I know I see those tacky, like, um, bumper stickers that say this all the time, you know, and signs that people have in their house. That's wonderful. That's good. Hopefully you do forgive, right? So you have it on your car, and you're not mad when people pull out in front of you. But, guys, we should be so forgiving. Because, hey, here's the deal. God forgave us for all of our sins, right, before we even did them. Is that crazy to anybody in here? Like, before y'all do anything wrong, like, God has forgiven you through Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Like, when Jesus was on the cross... Like literally giving himself up for you and for you and for you and for all of us. Jesus said what? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Y'all, since, since Jesus forgives, since God, the, the Father of all things forgives, as followers of him, we got to do the same thing. 
And life would be, oh man, it'd be so much easier. It'd be, so, it'd be, it'd be a load that would be so much lighter. It would. Hey, and I have a, a test for you guys as we finish up here. You ready? This is not school, but this will be fun for you guys. Because you might be sitting out there and you might say, yeah, you know, I don't really have a grudge with anybody. I think I'm good. I feel like I'm just kind of friend with everybody. I'm like uh, Mr. Rogers in his neighborhood. Well, that's very nice of you, okay? All right, Mr. Rogers, but I have four questions for you. If you answer yes to any of these, then you probably might be stuck in a grudge. First one, do you have arguments with someone in your head but not to their face? You know exactly what happens. Like somebody, like, dude, I want to tell you so bad right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And they're talking and telling you what it's supposed to be. And in your mind, you're like, no, 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 no. Not going to work, not going to work. Man, you just don't make any sense. Like, I don't respect you. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That sounds good. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. That sounds great. Yeah, I love you too, right? But, guys, if you have arguments in your head with somebody, uh, and, or, or if you talk to somebody else about somebody else, do you talk to somebody about that person that you have a problem with? And you ever realize you really dislike them that much? You probably have a grudge with them. Number two, are you giving someone the silent treatment? Let's just be silent for a minute. Wait. If you give someone the silent treatment, you probably have a grudge with that person. And we need to shake it. Oh, this was fun. Uh, number three, do you subtweet comments or make passive-aggressive comments on social media about these people or in life to your friends about these people. Hey, y'all make crazy comments on social media. I'm just going to be really honest. I feel like we're all grudging a little bit with that. And then lastly, this one's a little bit psychotic and crazy, but stay with me. Uh, number four, you probably definitely have a grudge and you might need to talk with somebody. If you're plotting revenge right now on someone. Yes. Some of y'all are like, absolutely. I can't wait. I'm going to set it up so as soon as they get in the classroom, there's going to be a whoopee cushion right on his chair. It's going to be so much fun. Hey, y'all, we love to joke about grudges, and I want to kind of have that out there as we end, like as kind of a funny moment. But let's be real and honest right now. With the grudge that you probably have or you're struggling with, you're thinking about, I want to encourage and challenge you not to go down that road because as Christians, it's just not what God calls us to do. And you'll be stuck in darkness, and it's very, 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 very hard to Get out of it. Two things that you can probably try and do right now to get out of that grudge. First thing you can do is, man, you could just give up. You could stop fighting. When that person has such a problem and an issue with you over and over and over again, stop giving back into them. Like, let it be. Don't waste your energy and your life and your feelings anymore on them. Relationship. Sorry. If it's over, it's over, right? You've got so many friends and people around you that want to help you and love you through this. You guys have small group leaders that are here to help you give up some grudges in your life. Because it's just going to drain you and it's just going to beat you down. You don't need it. Secondly, you got to let go. You got to let go of whatever it is that is so heavy in your life. Now, hey, I will tell you this um, on, a, on a very, very serious note. If you are in a situation where it is not safe or healthy for you, physically, emotionally, uh, and if you're dealing with any forms of abuse, that is something that you cannot give up and let go on your own. And as a church, we are here for y'all. Your leaders are here for you every Wednesday to help you with that. We have an incredible life care ministry that would love to help you with that. But really what that means is, if you're in a place where it's not healthy and safe, we'd love to help you get out of that, all right, and talk with you about next steps for that. But everybody else, 
some of us are being super, super, super petty. That's what my friends tell me. They say, I'm not, I don't hold grudges, I'm just petty. I'm like, that's even worse, dude. I'm like, because you're a grown man. Why are you still being petty? That's not the way to do it. Um, at Putt-Putt a couple weeks ago, we had uh, some fun with some tickets, and we got some finger traps, right? And look at these finger traps. I used to love these growing up as a kid. And the craziest thing about a finger trap, I know you guys, you guys will get them on the way out, which will be fun for you all. But a finger trap is when you put your fingers in there, you get stuck, right? And you got to work so hard to twist it and turn it and break And, like, you can't get out if you keep going and keep fighting and keep moving forward. And if you keep going as strong as you possibly can with everything you have to try and get out of this finger trap, it's not going to work because you're going to be stuck. You can twist it, and eventually you'll break it. That will probably break uh, a lot more than just a finger trap because I'm going to compare this to a grudge. I think for a lot of us right now, we're stuck holding a grudge and we're refusing to forgive somebody or move past something with somebody because we think that we can just keep going and moving forward and fighting through it and it's going to be fine. But y'all, when you get in the finger trap, the best thing to do, don't twist and turn. Don't try and break it because it's just going to get worse. But check this real quick. If you give up and if you let go and if you release that person and pray to God for that person... And say, I'm not going to worry about this situation anymore. Because you know what? Only God can handle this. It's bigger than me. I'm not going to let this person make fun of me or beat me up or tear me down anymore. Because it's, it's not worth wasting my energy and my time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to release it. I'm going to give up and I'm going to let go. And just like with a finger trap, y'all, you don't have to fight anymore. You got leaders in, right here in your life that want to help you with this. Whitney and I would love to help you with this. All you got to do, guys, is release and let go. And I know our grudges in our life might seem a lot more challenging. And I know you have crazy finger trap stories. The whole tech team was telling me about them earlier. But I promise you, if you try this, and if you try and just give it up and let that grudge go and talk to your leader about it and pray about it, it'll be amazing the burden that will be off your shoulders and the light that will be so much brighter when you see this person and you're able to move forward. Hey, don't ruin your week at the beach like my boy did. But don't ruin middle school or high school either. Because God has an awesome plan for you, and he wants to use you right now right where you are. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these middle schoolers and these high schoolers. God, thank you for these leaders that love them and are investing in them, that are here for them. God, I pray that as middle schoolers and high schoolers, we can be brave, we can be bold, we can be courageous. We can talk about the grudges that we're holding in our life. We've stuffed down deep in our lives. God, and that we'll talk with our leaders about it, and we'll just find a way just to give it up and to let it go. God, we don't want to fight with it anymore. I pray that you can be with the students tonight who are in those tough situations. God, boy, they can't really let it go on their own. I pray that they'll be able to be, be brave to have conversations, and we'll be able to help them as a church. God, we're so thankful for your son Jesus and the love that he has and the model of forgiveness that he demonstrated on that cross. Since you guys forgive so easy, God, please help us to do the same so that we can love others. Father, because it's hard. It hurts. But please help us to come to you and give these things up and let them go. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.